What's up, what's up? Welcome to the APD Baseball Podcast. This is our maiden voyage. My name is T. Gridge. You may recognize me from the Kentuckiana Travel Ball Podcast. We've got a brand new podcast coming at you. Joining me is Mr. Ryan Wheat and Mr. Price Adams. What's up, guys? What's up, Teague? How are you? How's it going? I am absolutely pumped up to start this. So listen, here's the idea. Um, APD baseball is a new indoor baseball training facility that I'm going to let Ryan and price. They're the owners. I'm gonna let them explain what it is, but what you're listening to is a, a podcast, um, that's all about APD baseball, but it's also about just baseball in general, right? We're going to talk travel baseball. We're going to talk high school baseball. We're going to talk college baseball. We're going to talk about what you need to do to get your kids ready for a certain level. We're going to talk little league baseball because Ryan and I have been all over this here lately of what's wrong with the, the little league and how we can fix this. And we're talking about how we're going to create a new league and the travel tournaments, you name it, baseball, anything that you, we can think of is, is on topic. What's up guys? No, I think that's a, it's a really good point. And you know, there's so much, I, I, I don't want to call it misinformation, but so much that goes on with travel baseball, high school baseball, the recruiting scene Yep. that, you know, I think one of our main goals with this is just kind of put some perspective on everything and let, you know, people just kind of learn and make some decisions for themselves instead of having to hear it from their peers and other parents and, you know, one person's opinion and, and kind of do it. So this is exciting. We want to give value, right? So if you're a parent, if you're a coach, if you're a player, we want you to be able to listen to this and take something from it. I know on our travel podcast, we had Dalen Lyle on and he went through, he broke down like his whole routine he does in the cage. And I know a lot of kids listen to that. Like, well, I heard Dalen say he does this, this, and this. I thought that was really cool. So, so things like that is what you're going to get out of this. We're excited about this. The whole point right now is to come to you maybe once a month. We'll see if we uh, have the, have the ability or the time to maybe do it a little bit more than that. We're going to start once a month. And then again, hopefully you guys like what you hear. Price, tell me a little bit about APD baseball. Um, so I grew up here in Louisville okay. and there wasn't really like a training facility that prioritized player development with more modern approaches. Yep. Um, and I don't mean to say that in some like fancy way, cause like nothing we do is super fancy, but it's, it's a training facility in Louisville that um, you're going to be able to get some new training, some more of the modern approach. Right. Um, and it's all going to be group-based type stuff. Um, and we just try to approach the game at a very... Now, my experience, so my son Talon has been there with you guys for, for a while now. My experience is it's very small groups too. So when you hear group-based, I think parents get a little bit scared. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be there with 10 kids and they're just going to feed me balls and they're not going to learn anything. Your all's groups are very small and it's very, very individualized. Yeah. 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 I think that's the biggest thing, right? Like programming is, is the separator to me, right? If you can work with a kid... You can, the first time you work with a kid and going, okay, we're going to put this plan together over the next six, eight weeks. And this is how, you know, this is how we feel like you're going to get better. And, you know, to us, that's the biggest part missing with instruction. Yeah. And especially, I think in Louisville, it misses a lot too. And it's, it's not to disrespect anybody that does stuff around here. It's more of just that 
no one really attacks the development part. It's all yeah. about um, filling the time, it seems like. So, Price, one of the things I've been impressed with is when you're talking about the development part, a big piece of what kids are doing with you on the throwing side is strength. Yeah. There's a lot of medicine ball work. You're a lot of core work. It's a lot of um, it's a lot of stuff that it, you're not just picking up the ball and throwing it, right? right? And I haven't seen a whole lot of that in this area. And trust me, I've been to everybody. So I, I've been really impressed with that piece. And I'd see my son getting stronger. And that's what he needs, right? He needs to be able to get stronger, throw the ball a little bit harder. And uh, if he wants to play in high school, that's part of what he's going to have to do. So exactly. I've really been impressed with that piece of it. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. And I think throwing for a whole entire hour is... Uh, it just doesn't seem like something that accomplishes a whole lot. Right. Uh, right. For for what happens around here, it's usually stuff that probably could get done within half an hour. Yeah. Um, and so what I try to do with an hour time slot is for at least the first, usually thirty to forty minutes, it's attacking movement patterns, trying to teach kids about recovery stuff, how to warm up, how we can implement certain things um, in their pregame routines that are going to sure. help them. Sure. And then we sort of attack some throwing stuff at the end to try and implement what we've um, attacked that day. Now, listen, people, you guys probably know the name Ryan Wheat, and you've, you've heard me talk on my previous podcast of how I think Ryan's the best hitting instructor in town. Well, my little of time being around Price, I've been extremely, extremely impressed with what he's done on the throwing side. Um, not only is he showing these kids, and, and several of the kids that I coach are, are going to Price and Ryan now, not only is he showing them the right things to do, I feel like they're walking away understanding why they're doing what they're doing and understanding why we're working on this. Um, I, I know that, now granted, it has a little bit to do with, with, with the kids that I coach being 13, a little bit more intelligent, right? A little bit more mature, but they're able to walk out of these lessons instead of just saying, oh, I don't know, which is what I've always got in the past. They're able to actually kind of regurgitate some of the stuff you guys are telling them. And Ryan, you've always been really good at that. And one of the things that I've always appreciated on the, on the hitting side was you're like asking them questions. So what was wrong there? What did that feel like? What do you think we need to change? My son will always look at you like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But once he walks out of there, I think he's actually like, okay, now I see what Ryan was talking about. Yeah. It's all about processing, right? Like I will die on the hill of this game is brain based and it doesn't matter how many reps you take and it doesn't matter how many times you hit a ball off a tee or off a machine or whatever the case may be. But in order to translate the cage to the game, you have to make your brain fire in a different way. Yeah. And part of that to me is talking through it and, you know, you have to be able to ask the right question. Right. You have to be able to ask, you know, hey, what I see and what a player feels could be two totally different things. Right. And I'll never know what he feels. Yeah. And he'll never know what I see. Unless you guys are talking about it. Right. Mm -hmm. and so, and even through video, like, yeah. you know, like, I mean, you go on Twitter today and you'll have one video, 17,000 opinions right. on, what, on what they see. And so the bottom line is it's got to be, it's a brain-based game. It's about the player. I had a kid last night that was, you're telling me to do this. And I was like, whoa, I'm not telling you to do anything. Yeah. I'm suggestions, your decisions, right? right? Like yeah. you have to be able to make this your own sure. or it's not going to work. Sure. And so, and I think that's the cool part about it is that's the fun part to me. Right. right? I've been, I think this is like my 21st year coaching. And um, so it's like, you know, Ryan, we 18 years ago was not like this. It oh, was, I get that. Sure. You know, 
Oh, you, you know, I'm telling you to do this, you do it. Anybody who coaches knows that game. I mean, you're, you're learning along the way. And if you're not, then you're not a very good coach. Right. No. Yeah. I feel like I need to send like apology letters. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Well, all right. So the, the, enough of me kind of gushing about APD baseball, but let's talk about a little bit about your all's backgrounds. Bryce, so, so what's your baseball background? Um, okay. So I start, I played in Louisville. I actually played Linden Little League. There you uh, go. Growing up. Uh, I went to Trinity to play in high school. Okay. Now, did you play for Coach Arnold? I did. So the first, my freshman year is when, the last year that Coach Tompkins was there. Um, and then whenever Rick came, I was a sophomore. Uh, so my sophomore through senior year, okay. uh, Rick was there. Okay. And I think my team was one of the first teams to go back to state. No, Who were some of the guys you played with? Some of the names we may know. Uh, Brandon Fott. Okay, there you go. Name. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's good. For so you guys that. had a good pitching staff. Yeah, we were really good. All right. Um, I was actually the third best arm on the team. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brody Heil, he ended up committing to Louisville. I think some stuff happened there, but he was really, really good okay. in uh, high school. Really good. Um, and then in college, so I, I went to play Juco ball yep. um, up at Wabash Valley. Okay. Um, ton of success there. Uh, we we were one of the, probably the best junior college teams. Wabash is a big time junior college program, right? Yeah, it's a big time program. Yeah. I mean, it's, they yeah. roll out guys year after year. Yeah. I think uh, my team had eleven draft picks. That's what I was. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Year. I mean, like, there's there's dudes there. Yeah. So uh, it was crazy. And then I went from Wabash uh, to Western, and I played I there for a year and got hurt. And so after Western, I got into coaching stuff because I didn't want to leave baseball. Yeah, understood. Ryan, how about you? Yeah. So I, you know, grew up in. Played my, my formidable youth years were in Northern Kentucky. Started here, then my dad got a job, so we moved up there. And then job brought us back to Louisville. Graduated from Oldham County High School. And uh, OC, yeah, yeah. So had a um, went to a, a NAI school my first year. Transferred out. Finished my career at Spalding University. It was a brand new program at mm-hmm, the time. Mm-hmm. We were fifteen and forty five my sophomore year, which was the first year, and then. By the time I expired my eligibility, we were 55 and 23, went to the World Series. That's insane. It was crazy. It was um, basically all Louisville guys. Yeah. And um, and then so as soon as I got to finish playing, I started coaching. Okay. Really, my first coaching job was like Oldham County American Legion as I was still playing. It was right. the summer before my senior. Yeah, summer before my senior year. So, um, so you know, new – Basically, that all I had to do was just get a degree because I wasn't going to use my degree in the right. real world and yep. just had to yep. kind of went through and did the coaching stuff and uh, coached at Spalding for a while, had some health stuff and kind of I took two years off and then went back. Um, and that's when they transitioned to Division Three and our coaching staff just kind of split up. Okay. And I went to Moorhead State from there, came back, was the head coach at the sales for a couple of years. Um, then I went to St. Joseph's college, which mm-hmm. was a division two school in Rensselaer, Indiana. It's no longer there, but had a great time there. And okay. one of my best friends was the head coach. And, um, then we moved back to town when we had our son to be around family. Yep. And, um, and now I've been at Trinity ever since that was, what was your senior year? 17? 17. Okay. So you've been there since 17? 2016 was my first year there. So. It's incredible. And again, guys, so what, what is the goal other than, and we heard a little bit of Price's thoughts here, but Ryan, what's the goal with APD baseball? I, I think it's trying to, you know, there, there's a big difference between instruction and development, right? Like 
instruction is a piece of development. So you have to give guys the, the ability to develop. And so um, that's what we want to do. We want to develop players. We don't want to, we just don't want to instruct. And it takes time. And, you know, we try to get people to come multiple times a week and to, to work yep. on certain things throughout the, yeah. throughout the off season. You know, during the season, we, we change our schedule basically according to the season. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I want to ask you about that. I, I want to, we'll get there, but I, I kind of want to ask you how many times you think kids should be training per week, but we'll, we'll get to that here in a okay. second. Um, you were at a place here in town that we're not going to mention, but beforehand that was doing just something very similar. And one of the things you said to me is just, you, you know, the, the, the classes, the, the groups were too big. And I think that's something that resonates with me as a dad when you're rolling your kid into a situation, you don't want them kind of getting lost in the shuffle. My kid's very quiet. He's going to be always the last one in line. He can get kind of pushed aside really easy in a situation like that. And that hadn't been the case at, at APD at all. It's been very small groups. It's been very individualized, even as a group session. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's what, you know, it, the, the size of the group, definitely matters. And that was one of the big reasons for starting what you guys started, correct? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because I did this on my own for, you know, I had this Ryan Wheat baseball, you know, I, I don't even know if I really call it an academy, but it was a it was a business that I really didn't treat like a business. Yeah. And it was, yeah. had a bunch of good players. Right. And, you know, a bunch of kids coming through and we were in some not so nice facilities and, yeah. you know, and but we got work in and we got it done and, and it was the same kind of setup. And, um, and it was, you know, it was great. And now we're just in a nice building. Well, tell me about the building a little bit, Price. So it's it's awesome, right in J-Town, great location. Yeah, it's uh, it's brand new. So we're the first tenants. Uh, it's, oh, okay. I think it's, what, 4,000 square feet of use? Six, six, yeah. Well, you can tell because the lights are like LED and nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's bright in there. It's the highest grade lights you can get. Because that, that was like the first thing we said to the landlord was like, these lights are great. Lights are awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's in J town. Um, we just got our turf laid, um, got, got a plyo wall built for like the throwing side. And then the hitting side, we've got three different types of machines, different types of balls you hit. It's a, it's a bunch of like high level stuff that we try to simplify for not yet being high level players. And you guys got pros coming through there though, quite a bit though, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have a pro group that hits in there every day. We had a pro live the other day, which was really cool. Um, what, what was that? So they, they did live at bats. right. Oh, now. so you had like pro pitchers pitching to pro hitters. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. So, and it was, um, I mean, it was just littered with guys that are, that all of them are leaving this or not all of them, but a big chunk of them this week were one of them left this today week. to go to spring training. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're going so. to big league camp, which is, you know, it's pretty cool that they're working out at your facility, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, cause you see there, there's other places in town you see a lot of these pro guys go, but it's pretty neat that they're coming to you guys. It says a lot about what your facility is and, and you guys is, is people. Um, I, tell me a little bit about Ray Zuber cause Ray's part of the group too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ray's awesome. He was really good price. You can talk about his career at Western. Oh, and yeah. Ray's like the third guy involved yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. So Ray still plays professionally. So he's, uh, we're letting him sleep in right now. <laughs> right. Um, 
no. So he uh, he played at Western uh, with me. He was there for four years. I was only there for two. Oh, so you played at Western with Ray? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he was actually my roommate. Okay. Uh, we there lived you go. Together. Uh, probably stuff we shouldn't talk about. Right. Coming there, but uh, <laughs> he uh, yeah he was a he was an absolute monster in the conference USA. Uh, just dominant at uh, Western. Okay. Uh, I personally think he should have gotten affiliated chance out of. Uh, College sort of got screwy with all the COVID stuff. So he got unlucky. All all the people my age probably did. Yeah, COVID yeah. sucks. Yeah. Um, but he got unlucky uh, not getting an affiliated shot, in my opinion. I think he still has a pretty good chance. He plays for the Y'alls now up in Florence. Uh, and he for, did really well last year, right? Came second in uh, Rookie of the Year voting for the Frontier League. So oh, awesome. He, uh, he had a really good year. Yeah. He can really play. And I've enjoyed my time around Ray, too. He's invested in these kids. He's, he's really kind of trying to share his knowledge. So, I mean, again, everything you guys are doing over there is is, is pretty neat. Ryan, let's talk a little bit about amateur baseball, kind of where we're at, um, where we're going. I had made the comment just a second ago, how much should a kid, and, and uh, this probably varies where your skill level and age range are, how much should they come to a place like you guys and train and hit and throw? I think it's capacity for the individual, right? Like if you're a guy um, that loves it, then you should probably come two, three days a week. If you're a guy that, you know, it's a struggle to do it and you're still learning how to love the game and all that kind of stuff, then you might fit in that one to two time a week. Interesting. We have guys that if we had the openings that would be there six days a week. Yeah. Oh and, gosh, yeah. and we got to tell them. You're Dale and Lyles. Right. Just, that's what they live. They live in a, right. in a, in a indoor batting facility. Yeah, right. Love it. And so, um, you know, I think it's just a matter of, of you got to figure out what your kid's capacity is, mm-hmm. how much they like it and how much they want it, mm-hmm. you know, and how we have our pricing set up. It's, we, we encourage people through our pricing to come multiple days a week. Right. So, we ran a high school program, high school hitting and throwing program this year for, I think it was what, three days a week was like 70 bucks a week or something. Yeah, so, something. So, I mean, it was something that it was like, you know. If you compare it to places around town, it's it's a bargain. Oh, yeah. it's dirt cheap. Six hours of training for, yeah, you know. Less and, and you guys are getting really good instruction there too. That's the thing. I mean, it's not like, yes, you may be paying a lower price than some of these other places, but you're getting the guys that were at these other places right. that, that they lost. And now you guys are kind of doing your own thing. So I, I think to me, it's, it's, it's absolute no brainer. Yeah. So it's, and it's, and that was, you know, price and I's kind of goal with this. It was like, you know, if we want kids to come in multiple times a week, well, they're going to have to be able to afford it. Yep. And and so, you know, it's something that I'm a coach. I'm not a business guy mm-hmm. whatsoever. And, you know, Price is the budding coach and going to be great. And it's like, you know, you're just sitting here going, well, if you just coach and you just do your job, you know, like you're going to be able to, to A, enjoy it and B, right. um, you know, give kids more opportunities. Well, we sat down a couple months ago and talked business strategy. We talked marketing. And to me, what you guys are doing are smart, but if you're not getting in now at the ground level, you might kind of get left out too, right? So, you know, if you're not getting your foot in the door, you may have a hard time getting there because spots are filling up pretty quick. So I would encourage you if you have any interest to, to really go to the website and figure out what package works for you because it's it's one of those things where they're filling up pretty quick. 
um, and for good reason. So it's something you need to be looking at. And, and we had this conversation yesterday. It's like, you know, we're close to our capacity right now. And once we hit it, we hit it. We, we hit don't want to become a, yeah. a, a place where too many people are there at a time. Like yeah. you sort of mentioned earlier. Now, for for our listeners who are kind of in the travel world, what you may not know is Ryan Warren's the Legends program, and you coach the Tenu Legends team. Yep. yep. So, uh, listen, Ryan and I are entrenched in this travel baseball world, so that's going to be one of our major topics moving forward as, as this podcast grows and continues to develop because this is what we do. Our, our weekends are, are entrenched in travel baseball. Um, Ryan, let's talk a little bit about that right now. How are your feelings on the whole travel world as it stands? You know, it, it's so back and forth just because, you know, I, I kind of, I don't necessarily call it epiphany, but I had time to sit down and really think about it this fall. And um, it, it is good from a sense that you're playing really good competition, right? Like you're playing good players and it's bad because you have a game that is that is meant to be played every day crammed into a 36-hour window for some teams. Yeah. And so... You know, and the other part is the price. Like it's it's expensive to play college ba- or to play travel baseball now because it's almost becoming like a country club sport. Yeah, and you're going to lose athletes. A, B. It's already the college situation is already ridiculous with you know Division One only having eleven point seven scholarships. Right. So you're already you're already you're basically spending all this money at the high school level to go pay to play in college. Right. And so it's, you know, it's, and, and I think people look at it like, so um, just in the moment of, oh, I got to be doing this. I got to be doing this. I got to be doing this. I got to go to this showcase. I got to, you know, and they, you can spend $20,000 in a year and it, you know, drop that. And so on top of now you're going to go pay wherever you go to college and maybe another $20,000 yep. a year to go, play, yep. to go play college baseball. So I just think it's just, gosh, I, I say this almost every day. Like, it's like, it's like we're in bizarro world a little bit and I'm all about playing, right? Like I want the kids to play a lot of games. I don't, don't love the rec model of 10 or 12 games mm-hmm. in a tournament. And then, yeah. you know, then you make an all, then right. you go make an all-star run or whatever. Like, no, like you need to be out on the field. You need to be playing if that's what you enjoy doing. Right. But you can't overdo it. And I think in the tournament setting, you overdo it every weekend, you don't realize it. Yeah, so I can't tell many times we've played four games in a day. And by that fourth game, our kids are just gassed. They're just... And as they should be. Uh, well, you know, they've, they've sat maybe an hour, two hours in between these games. So you get there at eight in the morning, well, help seven in the morning because you're doing BP beforehand. And then by the time you're done, it's your 8 p.m. championship game. And it's like these kids just... It's just crazy. Yeah. And now it always seems like for me, my kids are so gassed and the other team just kicks the crap out of us and they don't seem like they are. I don't quite understand why I haven't figured out the formula and other people have, but man, those four games in a day, it's just, it's, I know I've talked to Rick Arnold about this quite a bit and he's just like, it's ridiculous. He gets pissed off. Yeah. He's like, it's ridiculous. I can't believe they do that. It's just terrible. I mean, Rick was notorious. Funny story about Rick. So there was this picture floating around of his Ironman team back in the day that AJ, his son, played on. Every one of the kids played college baseball, okay? 
Matt that H- team was loaded. Uh, Matt Higgins was on the team, <laughs> yeah. who's in the Giants organization. Yep. Ben Metzinger was on the team, yep. who's in the Brewers organization. Trey Sweeney was on that team. Yankees. First round pick for the Yankees yep. in 21. Uh, Gabe Bierman was on that team, who's in the Marlins organization. And there was one more. There was like five pro guys in there. Unbelievable. And it was like, but he, Rick tells me all the time, oh, if we were going to play a third game, we'd say, no, nah, we're not going to play. That's crazy. Parents I mean, be yelling at him. <laughs> you know, his parents. What are we doing? Yeah, why are we not playing? Right. And he's like, oh, we're not playing third games in a day. It's ridiculous. You know, yeah. like, I was like, man, that's that's awesome. Right. Like, I, yeah, but I tell you what, I, I mean, and a lot of people who are listening to this right now are probably thinking that take is crazy. Right. Because they're so ate up with it and yeah. they're so into it. They'd play 10 games in a day, but oh. it's, it's just not good for the kids' development from what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, and it makes, and so you made the comment earlier for the love of the game, you got to really love baseball. I've seen a couple of kids fall out of love with it because of how much we could potentially play. Yeah. It, and, and, and you're going to fail. Yeah. You know, and like everybody handles failure differently and it's, I just don't, you know, and, and look, I'm right in the middle of it, right? Like my 10 year old team. Oh, you are. And, and you run the legends. Yeah. And, and it's, and you just kind of see it from a, a broader view and you're like, man, I wish I could just tell you just to relax. Yeah. You know, like enjoy this time because you, it may not, it could end tomorrow for, for a kid. Right. right? Like, I mean, it's they don't like it. They get hurt. They get, you know, scared and whatever the case may be. But this game, man, it chews you up. It spits you out. It really does. You know, and it's, and there's so much pressure now, right? Like the, the pressure to perform, the pressure to, um, to be good, to be better is at an all time high. And it just is. Uh, Price, so you're obviously a lot younger. Mm-hmm. So you grad, so 2017 was your senior year in high school? Yep. Was What was prevalent when you were kind of coming up? Were the lessons prevalent? Was travel baseball prevalent at that point? Uh, yeah, both. Uh, travel baseball was just now sort of entering that like insane realm. Okay. I sort of think. Because it wasn't crazy for me. Like I played on the, one of the very first um, Legends teams. But okay. I, yeah, so... Um, it was it was it was starting to get crazy. Um, I, we never played like the four games in a day thing. And like myself, I I played Linden longer than most kids right now and day. Like most kids nowadays don't even play rec ball. But uh, uh, you, you almost can't. I mean, right, we'll no. get to that. But rec balls, yeah, one of those things where you almost can't even do it anymore. But yeah, um, and lessons were super super uh, prevalent. Um, I sort of got into maybe the beginning of sort of throwing program stuff mm-hmm. here in Louisville. Mm-hmm. I did the velocity program. Okay. I remember that. Didn't get any results from yeah. it. Yeah. But it was, it, it taught you a little bit about working in a group. Um, the instructors were good. Right. You know what I mean? They, there was never any, like, it didn't seem like we were being scammed or anything like that, which is, I think, sort of happens nowadays with stuff like this. Sure. Um, it wasn't anything like that. I think it was just new stuff, which I got into and I thought helped me in ways, but in some ways it was sort of malarkey well it's become crazy so back when i was growing up baseball lessons weren't really a thing um champions was around right john marshall was kind of doing his thing but that was about it like there wasn't a whole lot of instruction kind of going on but now if you're not instruction in in some sort of lesson capacity good luck like you don't have much of a chance 
Uh, that's the way it feels. I mean, I don't think it's that's a hundred percent the case, or maybe that's just me hoping it's not. It's a hundred percent not the case. But like the skill level of a high school player when I played high school is so much better. Oh, even even from when I played, it's substantially better. It, no, the, the kids now. Yes. yes, the kids now were way better Just than when. Yes, absolutely. I played yeah. on a really good team, so yeah. that'd be weird for me to say. But yeah. the but average player is substantially better. Makes the sense. Depth is like is crazy good. Oh, you yeah. know, like it's. I'm not. You lose a starter. That's that hurts. Don't any team doesn't matter what it is. But like, you have guys that. Are, the, the skill level. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Yeah, like guys. a lot of 14-year-olds, you can just bring in, and the skill level's almost it's the same. It's just like, oof. Ryan, we, we were at a Trinity baseball camp, and you were feeding this kid. I don't even know his name, but he was absolutely murdering the ball from the right-hand side, and I'm like, man, this dude can flat-out hit. And then he goes, can I switch? And he goes over left-handed and hits it better. And I'm like, I was absolutely blown away. Yeah. And I, you made a couple comments like, you know, well, we need to pick your better side. Well, I forget exactly what you said, but I was blown away by how this kid could hit from both sides of the plate. Yeah. And we're talking about a 14-year-old. Yeah. Was just raking in the cage. I mean, I mean, you know, you, you go on social media. Like I saw like a, a 2027 kid that was – up to 93 in a winter showcase. Yeah, I saw that. 6'3". Yeah. (laughs) That's like kind of scary almost. (laughs) Right. At that age? It's scary for him. Yeah. Like you got to be super careful with that stuff. And it's almost like like that kind of stuff. It's like you got to figure out what the medium is because 93 at that age almost is not healthy. You can almost say. Yeah. It's so taxing on the body and it's just like, can you can you prove that his bone age and bone density is okay for that kind of stuff? Probably not. Yeah. That's interesting. You know what? That's that's something a lot of people aren't thinking about too. Oh right? no, it's it, we're so like right now, man. Like you know, it's if someone commits, and I and I totally get it as a parent, right? Like my kid gets a bad grade in math, and you go into te- parent teacher conference, and you see all these kids that have good grades, in right? Math, and you're like, oh my god, what are we doing wrong? Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. And I get it, like, but. I think we just have to take a step back and, and go, you know, one, one of my favorite players to come through Trinity was Trent Youngblood, mm-hmm. you know, and like little kid, he weighed 95 pounds as a freshman, could play defense pretty well. And, you know, and like, he was a good player. Yeah. You know, he was just wasn't big. He right. wasn't, he hasn't he, matured. He had matured. Right. And so he goes into, he's at Transylvania university. He was a 2020 graduate. And so, you know, in his, his like the the summer before his senior year, he, he was okay. He was good, yeah. you know. But like everybody wanted the every college wanted the guy, yeah. You know, like and so and they would just nitpick you apart because they had so many options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, like Trent's gonna be one of the best players to ever come out of transit baseball. That's not coming from me. It's coming from their head coach. That's you know he's got a chance to get drafted this year. Like, out of transit. Out of Transylvania. Yeah. Like, and it's, he went to a, a prestigious summer league CPL. You played in that, right? Yeah. And so he, um, it's good league. Yeah. He yeah, was talent. He was an all-star in the league. And like, he went through and he was just really good. And I was talking to a scout friend. He was like, man, it, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Like he goes in and he's, you know, playing shortstop at a high level playing outfield at a high level. He's 
hitting at a high level. He's right. like plus runner. Like he's right. like, I don't care where he plays. You yeah. know, like those things are we'll put are, him anywhere. Yeah, like and and it's just it's just so cool to see. Like, but I will say this, like, he knew where he fit in at the time. He went in and he was like, you know, this is where I kind of see myself. Mm-hmm. Got into a situation that he was comfortable with. Mm-hmm. He liked the school. He liked the coaches. He liked the, the kids on the team and and has blossomed. Yeah. You know, that's interesting you say that because that's one of the things that, that you guys are really good at Trinity, but so is St. X. So is a lot of schools around here, but kids need to understand where they fit. Self-awareness, right? Yeah. It's huge. Being self-aware of who you are and where you fit will make a big difference in how long you play the game. Yeah. I've seen it on the golf side big time. If, if you think you're going to go to Auburn and go walking in top five, um, but you're not that guy, your golf career is going to be over really quick. Like you need to know where you fit, being self-aware who you are. I reckon I've had this conversation with a couple of kids that are like, I'm D1 or bust. I'm D1 or not. And they're not D1 kids. So we're going to, this is going to be a topic. We're going to talk recruiting here in in the future of podcasts, because I think that's such an important thing of knowing who you are, knowing what your options are, uh, knowing where you fit, because it's, you can end your career really quick. Yeah. And then you fall out of love with the game. Right. And, and like right now, this is probably too deep, but just kind of how my mind works. Like you have people falling out of love with the game. Then you have an umpire shortage. Mm-hmm. Then you have a coaching shortage. Mm-hmm. Then you have rec leagues falling apart. Then you have, you know, and it's like, or it goes the other way where p- people are just completely over the top because they didn't have these experiences. It's like, man, let's just, let's just chill. Yeah. You know, like right. it's a kid's game and like, yeah, let's have fun. Let's play. Let's play. Let's play a lot. Let's if you enjoy practicing, go to practice, you know, like, yeah. And, and we just don't have to, doesn't have to be this heavy for a 10 year old kid or a high school freshman or it shouldn't be, it shouldn't feel like a job yet. Yeah. Shouldn't Once you get like to college, it should, I guess. Yeah. For the most part. Right? And you still love it. Yeah. You have to love it. That's the thing about baseball. You have to love yeah, it. Yeah. Cause it's uh, it's kind of bizarre. It's something like it's, you fail all the time. So it's like, you have to love it or else it's like, why would you? Okay. I got a question for both you guys here. So one of the things I'm preaching with my team right now is if you have a positive mindset, positive things will happen. If you have a negative mindset, negative things will happen. I see a lot of my kids right now, we're doing some live at bats and it's early in the season, right? Kids aren't throwing strikes real well. The kids are worried they're going to get hit and I can see it in their eyes. So I got a couple of kids that are walking in there that you can tell I'm think I'm going to get hit. That's right. what's in their mind. Not I'm going to crush this thing. I'm going to get hit with this ball and I'm scared to death. When baseball is such a failure and it's such a mental game, what would you tell the parents or the players or the coaches that are dealing with kids right now that are not thinking positively? They're thinking, oh my gosh, either I'm pitching those balls coming back at me hard or I'm hitting and I'm going to get hit by somebody throwing it 70 miles plus an hour. What would you tell those people? You try to get them to go into let's attack, right? Like let's just, let's try to flip it and let's attack. Let's attack the, as a pitcher, let's attack the zone. Let's try to be competitive. Let's try to, as a hitter, let's, let's go in and, you know, it's flipping the mindset a little bit as mm-hmm. to what, what, where am I going to, not necessarily what I'm going to do or what the outcome is, but, you know, like I said earlier, it's a brain-based game. And you have to be process oriented. Yep. 
And if you're outcome oriented, it, it, you just live in this like bad expectation type mindset. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you, you know, you just flip it on them and be like, all right, you're not throwing short, you're not being competitive. Right. You know, like, right. Are you getting out of the way? Of what? You're not being competitive. I'm not you being know? competitive. You know, right. like those type things. If you're worried about getting hit, that's not being competitive. Yeah. Are you a competitor? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like the biggest knock you can make on somebody yeah. to question their competitiveness and, and it's, they respond and, yeah. and it's, and, and I don't care what age it is. It's, if it's nine years old or if it's, you know, mm-hmm. 25 years old, if being competitive is the number one thing, right? Like, and, and it goes back to being process oriented. Like you try to list out, I don't know, goals for your team, uh-huh. right? Or goals for your pitching staff or whatever the case may be. You don't talk about, all right, we want to have this many Ks per nine or we want to have this many, you know, or this batting average against or, you know, something like that. It's like, no, you, you want to master the process of being the best competitor you can be, being in the right mindset, challenging yourself to be in the right mindset, you know, like, cause it's hard. Yeah. And it's, um, it's something that you just have to, you have to plug away at because yeah. if you don't, man, it's, this game's gonna chew game. you up. Yeah, it's just too it's hard. Just, it won't be it's fun. Game. Price, what's your take on that? Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, reminding reminding kids, especially that it's really freaking hard, man. Like baseball's super hard, and especially when you're young, like the I think a lot of kids, especially nowadays, have fallen in love with like the radar gun, blah blah blah. blah. Yep. I get it. Like yep. I get it. It's all people they talk absolutely about. Absolutely have and. You have to like people. That's all people care about nowadays, yeah. and so I get that to an extent. But when you're ten, eleven, twelve, just win. Winning is fun. Yeah, have fun and win. Like try to do whatever you can do to win. Yeah, and I think um, that's one thing that I always like remember from playing is the most fun you have is when you win. Even even when I pitched, you know, not great. If my team won, I remember yeah. it's I'll be fine. You know right. what I mean? Like and I think a lot of kids get so and I, I think a lot of it has to do with the parents. Sorry, you too. Um You're right though. I think a lot of it, it's too much expectation. Uh, um I, I, yep. These kids uh, and like we we see so many like talented players on social media, blah, 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 and you just expect your kid and expect kids around your kid to be so good. Mm-hmm. And why should they be? Mm-hmm. Right. They're normal kids. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Just let them have fun. Let them let. It, I think the if you preach, just go out and try to win together. Turn yourself into a winner. If something's not working, transform yourself into a better version of you. I think that's pretty much all you can do. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be some big, fancy thing yet. We'll talk about how much your ball moves whenever you're mature. You know I, what I mean. And Price, I'm with you, and, and and I hear you, and I hear you on the fun thing, and. God, man, it drives me crazy when you run into some of these coaches. Like it's it's okay, it's all positive, it's all sunshine and rainbows, and yeah, it's, it's you know that to me that's not real world all the time, um, because it's not. Especially if you want to be good. Now you talked about winning. Well, yeah, well, winning's hard, right? Yeah. Especially right now. I don't care what. I don't care if you're playing single A, double A, triple A. Winning is hard. Yeah, oh, yeah. you've got to have dudes to win, mm-hmm. and and to have dudes, they've got to be committed to kind of the game a little bit, right? I mean, especially at your age group with thirteen, that's where the funnel really starts to thin out. Yeah, yeah. and so you know, and I think with and I understand like losing sucks and you know, it's, it does suck. 
Can you set up a culture of a team going, okay, you know, when can you make smaller victories, right? Like, yeah, the scoreboard's the scoreboard. The outcome's the outcome. If you can learn, like, and and this is cliche, and, like, I try to stay away from cliches, but the whole one pitch at a time thing, yeah, it's a life changer. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, if you can do it, if you can do it, like, Mm -hmm. but I think that's got to be the goal, man. Like, it's got to be the, and usually all the highest level players can do it. Yeah. And the highest level players can. Yeah. Oh yeah. If, if you can slow the game down into one pitch that pretty much every high level player, I promise you can, can do that because it's part of, it's part of being successful. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So I had a, um, I had a uh, high end basketball player tell me once the best players play without thinking. If you can play and just play, and you're not thinking about that next move. You're not thinking about making this pass. You're not, if you just play and you take what comes to you and you just make the right move by just doing it instinctively, that makes the best players. Is, is, is there a little bit of that in baseball as well? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I think baseball is a little different with uh, basketball because it's a little bit slower paced yeah. in a way. Um, in basketball, I feel like you can probably get into longer runs to where you're like a higher heart rate, stuff like that. Yep. And it's easier not to think maybe. Um, but really good baseball players usually don't have to think it's all instinctual stuff. Yeah. And when they are thinking, they're thinking about good things. All right. So that brings me back to my point here and, and we'll wrap this up with some of the programming, that kind of thing to be instinctual. You have to train and you have to train the right way, right? Without training the proper way, you're not going to have those instincts, which brings it back to kind of what you guys are doing, right? At APD Baseball, it makes sense because that's how you guys are training guys to play baseball. Right. Yeah, it's it's about it's about being good on the field. Mm-hmm. And you have to you have to put your training environment that's going to give you success. And if you go in with a very you know, again, I think this is like third or fourth time I said this, it's a brain-based game. So there was a study done, I think it was like 2015, 2016. Somebody put an EEG on like a mobile EEG and they went through and took swings off the tee, right? And measured their brain waves. Okay. Then they went in and took it off front toss, measured the brain waves, okay. BP and machine, and then in the game. So I don't know, don't remember the exact numbers, but it was like game, the brain waves were so much higher. The brain, the synapses were firing so much right. faster and yep. quicker, right? The T was not even, was on the, the opposite side of the spectrum. Interesting. Front toss, opposite side of the spectrum. BP, opposite side of the spectrum. Machine, same side of the spectrum, but still pretty far. But away. that was closer to the game. That was closer to the game. And so now where you have to go in and because you have to make decisions, you have to make right or wrong, Mm -hmm. right? Like going back to the young, to the younger guys, it's part of a competition is making decisions. Right. Don't look at me for answers. Right. We'll talk about if you made the right decision or if you made the wrong decision. And it's about just teaching yourself how to do those things that are going to set you up later. Yep. And that's a hard thing to, to, for young kids to understand, number one. Number two, it's a hard thing for parents to understand because you want them to be great right then. But the training aspect is you have to get, it, you have to get it close to the game. So our, our training environment is constraint-led. Yep. That's what, you know, that's basically the, the foundation behind it. And so 
we're going to put different bats in your hands. We're going to put you in situations that are uncomfortable, right? We're going to put you in drills that are uncomfortable just so you can get your brain to fire differently mm -hmm. than, you know, just how you would. Just swinging a ball and a bat. Right. Or just throwing a baseball. Because I, I, I'm sort of bouncing off of that. It's like, I'll have kids who throw soccer balls into a wall. And it's it's might be goofy looking to some people and it might not help some kids, but some kids it might. And being able to accomplish it and put yourself in that situation and still be able to do the move athletically, it's like training that kind of stuff, yeah. like movement pattern stuff yep. to where it's you can just sort of fire at it and not even think about that it. That makes it instincts. Right. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. All right, so uh, we're a little bit over time, and one of the things I do want to hit on, if again, I, I don't want people to think this is this is a podcast that's going to be nothing about APD baseball. It's all about APD baseball. It is, but at the same time, we're going to give value, and we're going to talk about all things baseball. So um, we're not exactly sure what the schedule is coming up as far as guests, but we promise you some really high-end guests and some really high-end topics. But I do want to end with anybody who's interested in what you guys are doing. Can we talk a little bit about the programming and how they can get involved? Yeah. So the, the programming, so we're coming into like an in-season type program where, um, you know, it, it won't be as frequent for high school guys where we just ran our off-season program where you had a two-day-a-week option, three-day-a-week option. And so this will be like one to two days a week yep. option. The youth side is we're going to keep a two-day-a-week option for the youth kids. Um, or I say the youth kids. 12 and under, basically. 12 and under, okay. And um, and so we have just to, you know, your team may not be practicing as much or, you know, you may it may fit in your schedule well, something like that. And so you're able to kind of flip the mode into um, being good, like being even better on the field and, and talking about, you know, different parts that we didn't really touch on until the end of the offseason right. program. Yep. So it's just, it's, it's basically a continuation. And then, you know, we're already gearing up for summer where we're going to have a quality summer program of full player development, offense, defense, you know, pitching, throwing, strength conditioning, you know, kind of like the works with, mm -hmm. and then, you know, then we hit that phase and we'll take some time off and then go into the fall phase. And it's just basically a mirror. So the winter and the summer mirror each other, the fall and the spring mirror each other. Makes sense. Price, how do you get involved? Um, so you can head to the website. Uh, you can go to AP, apdbaseball.com. Um, it's sort of lined out on there too. If you go to the schedule, it sort mm -hmm. of explains it to you. Um, if you ever need to contact us, all this stuff's on the website as well. You, uh, both of our phone numbers are on there. Um, we'll, we're both pretty bad about replying to text, but we'll do our best. I promise we we'll get, get you in you. for sure. You, yeah. They'll get to you. But listen, if you want to get in, just go through the website. That's the easy way to yeah, do it. You can super. schedule it and then, and then you're ready to rock and roll. Guys, this was fun. I really want to get into, um, I can't wait to talk to Ray about what life is kind of that y'all's life. Yeah. Um, you've got an unbelievable take on why rec ball, it doesn't work anymore. I can't wait to kind of get into that. And the whole busing situation, which yeah. I think is brilliant. And Price, I can't wait to kind of just dive deeper into all this, man. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, please tune in next time. It was awesome. Yep. Thanks, T. Appreciate it, T. Yeah.